This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, it's me, myself, and I, and baby. Plus, we talk about kissing in kindergarten, getting your kid to take his medicine the natural way, and we find out what happens when everyone's a dick to mom with blogger Lisa Morgus of the blog Life As I Know It. Woo! <laughs> well, that was exciting. That was an exciting woo. That was great. It, does it make you think that I'm doing great? I, you seem great. I do. And you look great. I am trying to bring my A game. You definitely are. <laughs> You're winning. What's going on? Well, okay. Well, <laughs> just gonna, once again, we'll just sweep under the rug and to the side how I actually feel because we don't want the show to become repetitive. Let's instead uh, focus on adorable kindergarten. Okay. Uh First off, I realized we should probably remind people how old our kids are just in That's case a, good idea. a random time you're turning tuning in, episode yeah. 76. Yeah. Uh, so I have a daughter, Katie Bell. She is five, and she's in kindergarten. And I have Ellis Gustav Lawrence, <laughs> who my parents referred to as Master Ellis Gustav. It says all the males addressed to Miss Katie Bell Lawrence and Master Ellis. Um, <laughs> That's cute. It's adorable. Uh, and he is now 10 months and he's a boy. <laughs> I got nothing else to say about him. Uh, and your children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have some kids, too. You got some. Um, I have a three-year-old <laughs> boy named Simon. Three. And I have an almost one-year-old <laughs> baby named Oscar. What I like about the our, – and our children are officially one month almost yeah, to the day. Babies, uh, separate. Yeah. yeah, the babies. So I like that – you're already saying an almost one year yeah. old, and mine's just ten months. Yeah. It's a little like being like he's almost forty. I'm, oh, you know, I like know. there's like that one month's like I'm turning thirty. Woohoo! Forty. Like that's, I, know. I don't know what Isn't that is so hearing weird? you say that. So but it's funny. all of a sudden I was like because I was you're saying eleven countdown. months when he first became eleven months. But now he's halfway but now through. I'm it. like he's uh, he's half he's he's literally almost one. He's just about to be one, which is blowing my mind. Anyways, go what on. the fuck? Oh, okay. Okay, we're going to kindergarten. To, all right, kindergarten. Mm, clearly, we need a show on turning one. <laughs> yeah, where we just and how obnoxious that is, right? <laughs> um, okay, so kindergarten. Two thoughts. The first thought is I'm having that moment where I see Katie Bell with her, the other kids in the mm-hmm. class, and you know, you like some of the kids, you don't like some of the kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I turned to Stefan, and I was like, you realize though that this is it. This is. These are her friends. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is where it starts. These are, at least through kindergarten, if not, like I, I've talked with parents who are like, well, our kids are in public school, but by the time they get to middle school, we're going to pull them and put them in private. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because public school just, it's not not going to be good in middle school or whatever. And I, I'm such a believer on part of the things that make school good is your friends. Like and your I'm like, cohort well, by the time through, she goes yeah. into sixth grade, yeah, she's got like a best friends and friends and yeah. they're all going into public unless everybody's deserting the program yeah <laughs> which i doubt is going to happen yeah you know like and these are the kids she's going to high school her first boyfriend 
somewhere lurking about in there. Crazy. Right? Crazy. That is many boyfriends possibly yeah. lurking about in there. Like, this is it. This is the, like, where you pull out the yearbook at the reunion, and some of you go all the way back to first grade. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? Yeah, it's totally crazy. It's totally crazy. And speaking of boyfriends, I go to pick her up from school on Friday, and I walk or Thursday, and I walk in, and, like, a lot of the little girls talk to me because, you know, I'm, I'm me. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to children all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And they're like, you're never going to believe it, but Henry was trying to kiss us today. <laughs> and I was like, what? And mom's like, I mean, Katie Bell's like, mama, mama, Henry was trying to kiss me. And I'm like, of course, it's so loud. And I'm just adding to the chaos. I'm like, yeah. what? Somebody's trying to kiss you. What did you do? Did you say? Because my mother... He used uh-huh. to send me to school. I'm going to make you a T-shirt that says, you touch of this body, I break of your face, right? <laughs> uh, and so I'm like saying this to Katie Bell, who doesn't understand my hilarious novelty accent mm-hmm. that isn't really representative of any nationality. Mm-hmm. Um, and But she's like, and then this other kid tried to kiss me. And he says, right. I'm like, well, are they kissing you? No, I'm not letting them. And then I turned to the mother of like one of the kids, Henry, the ringleader of kissing. I was like, what's up? His son is trying to kiss all the girls. And she's like, I know. I don't know where this came from. This just started like this week. And I am going to have to put an end to it. And I was like, yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. It's not, no one's, it's not like somebody's Frenching. No. And it's just like, I want to kiss. Yeah. You know, like we're there. This is the year. Yeah. Somebody's getting mooned. Underpants are going down. You know what I mean? Like it's just about to get fucking weird up in there. So if you go back to that show where I'm like, how much should we be teaching our kids about the weird like stuff in like life, like the dirty songs and mm-hmm. the hand gestures and the hand clapping and all that? I think I've totally shifted now and be like, we're yeah. out. We should be out. We're Guess what? They're now. doing just fine. Yeah. They're doing fine on their own. Yeah. Boogers and butts and like farts and all of it. Yeah. They're all okay. Yeah. They're all, it's all the natural order of things. Yeah. Somehow, <laughs> settling. somehow, life they finds know. a way. Yeah, life <laughs> finds a way. <laughs> uh, so that's the report from Hilarious. the, from the, Kindergarten prison yard. Um, that's super cute. How they're adorable. Uh, how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, on on the topic of making friends that like when you're that little that <laughs> yeah. you keep. Like I was at a wedding this weekend oh. for my friend who literally she's been my friend since we were two. We made oh friends in preschool. She's my oh. friend from preschool, and we're still friends. That is crazy. Yeah, I know. It's not. This is it. I know. Wow. Um, yeah, so she she got married up in the Bay Area this weekend, and um, I went to the wedding. I brought Jesse. It was a no kids, no babies wedding. Ooh. Um, yeah. Assholes. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's fine. I'm totally just kidding. <laughs> I, just, um, I love it. I love it. I love anyways, it. so that's what they did. So and that is their right to do it. And good can. job for picking Absolutely. that. Your fucking wedding. That was their call. It's your wedding, and that's fine. Good. Um, and <laughs> so my parents wanted to take Simon and Oscar, um, mm-hmm. which was great. Nice. I knew Simon would do great. Um, Oscar. I knew he would do great for a few hours, right? Um, but I was a bridesmaid in this wedding. Yeah, so you're I there. I had to go out to. I went out to Muir Beach at like 10.30 in the morning, and I knew I wasn't going to be back until late that night. night. So it was going to be like a, you know, a 12-hour, all-day yeah. thing uh, for Oscar. And um, I'm not going to lie. I was a little apprehensive about yeah. that. It was like I had months to prepare myself sure. for it. But like because like he has it, like 
like I was like, oh, he'll be almost one by then. It'll be no problem. And it was it just was it was still kind of a big deal for yeah. us. People are going to think I'm crazy. But that is the longest that I've yeah. ever been apart from him. Um, and so like a couple nights beforehand, I was like texting my other friend just saying like, yeah, I'm excited, but I am a little nervous. She's like, people have to leave their babies to travel for like yeah, a we're, week. Yeah. Like you, your baby will be fine with your right. mom. And I was like, you know what? You're so right. Thank you for putting that in perspective. He right. will be, And I knew that he would be fine. And drum roll, please. He was great. It was yeah. totally great. <laughs> and not only was he great, I was great. Yeah, it was, it was so nice. Like I was so I didn't have either child with me. I was with a group of girls all day, like doing our hair or whatever, (laughs) drinking champagne. Right. And it was just, it was a, it was a, it was a break. And it was, I was super mellow. I I will, I will admit that like, you know, once the wedding got rolling and then we're into the reception, probably around like dinner time and like 7, 8 p.m., I started just like, it was hard for me not to think about Oscar and just like miss him, you know? Um, and just look forward to seeing him. But right. he did totally great. He was Both my kids were asleep by the time we got home. Oh, that's and good. they had a really awesome day. And I was kind of proud. Good job, everybody. Yeah. Thank God that woman planned a wedding without children. I know. <laughs> Otherwise, I would never have <laughs> let go. Well, this actually ties into our topic uh-huh. very nicely oh, okay. today. Because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about... Me time mm-hmm. and what that means when you have a baby and is that even possible and is it even relaxing and all kind of things like that. So, uh, so let's let's talk about me, myself, and I. Oh, and baby. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. So, we talk a lot on the show about finding time for yourself mm-hmm. and that that all parents need something restorative, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Is it working on a project? Is it laying on the couch and watching television? Is it getting two days of sleep? Is it like whatever it is, going to get your nails done? I mean, I, I don't know. It's, like, it's up to you. Whatever it is that you need that makes you feel not just like a mom or that role or just like a dad, it's Something that restores you. Mm-hmm. We all agree. Good. Everybody on the same page? Great. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. The implement. Oh, except for robots. Oh, robots are not supporting us. No, robots. <laughs> robots um, don't, don't need, need a break. Don't need us. Robots don't need a break. Okay. Good. Good. All right. So we're okay, gonna go move ahead. robots aside. Sorry, I felt like that was kind of. I like, said it was obvious, you but just I was weren't skipping. mentioning robots. I like if <laughs> robots are listening, robots are gonna feel alienated. Well, especially in the future when robots come back and listen to the show, and aliens. Uh, all right. So we've all agreed. Outside of robots, that <laughs> that it's gonna be this show. I love this show. That uh, that we need a break. Then I think the next thing that happens is so give yourself that time, mm-hmm. whether it be friends or family or your partner or even yourself. 
starts the guilt and the beat up and the pressure. Find it. Find that time. Yeah. Well, then take it. Yeah. Just take Nobody's going to give it to you. So Just you need it. to go out of your go. way. And do this for yourself. That's right. You tell your family you're leaving for the walk. You yeah. go and you do this. You yeah. close the door. Do it. Yeah. We're waiting. Yeah. Well. The baby will be fine. Everybody's got a big Give rate. the baby to somebody Get and a walk away. Get a setter. Okay. So that's phase two. That's always so fun. It's it. Hey. it sounds so fun. Okay. Well, I really think that that's the first part we got to focus on is, okay. is one that just makes me feel crazy. Yeah. And and while all those things are true, yes. take the time. Do it. Yeah. Leave the house. It really does fall on you. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't it doesn't help. Mm-hmm. I know that for me in my situation, for example, uh, I do have the luxury of being home. Uh, but uh, some of my time is here, some of my time is, you know, there there are a lot of other commitments that I have besides just raising the child, mm-hmm. the children. Stefan's working long hours all day, mm-hmm. uh, and we can afford a sitter twice a week. Mm-hmm. And that is for me to come and do the show, and then for me to go, me to, go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That's it. Date night, things like that. That, that you, if you were a parent who's ever hired a babysitter, is date night worth 100 bucks? Is me time worth an extra 50 70, 100, but no, really hard. it really yeah. is not always worth it. Yeah. That can actually add more pressure to it. It can. To pay yeah. for a babysitter. Yeah. So I know for me, that's like a huge thing of, or, or I get the time and I'm like, fine, I'm not going to have the sitter, but it's a weekend and Stefan's home and he'll be like, go see a movie. And sometimes I'm like, I really, I really want to be home. I just yeah. don't want to have to be doing all the stuff I'm normally yeah. doing. Yeah. I want to enjoy my house. This is my home. Yeah. You are my people. I want to be with my yeah. people. Yeah. I just don't want to be like the mom that's Taking all care of everybody. everybody the whole right. Time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, so that's my trap. That's mm-hmm. where I am. Whether it's a, and it is also, it's not just a trap. It is my reality. That yeah. is, it, it's not like it's a trap. I say trap and that makes it sound like it's some sort of horrible prison that I'm no. in. That I'm trying to break free of. It, it, and it's not. No. It, this is just where we are right now. Right. Um, and so it's very hard to figure that, like, so for me, when I hear take time for yourself, I become really stressed out about how am I going to make that happen? Yeah. And And it's like another thing to put on your plate, To put on my plate. To be like, when are you going to do this? Like, how are you going to figure it out? So I say this to my therapist and she says, well, then maybe you're just going to have to just start doing stuff with the baby. Mm-hmm. Which I think leads us to sort of really where this discussion I think is heading, mm-hmm. and that is, is it possible to do stuff with your baby? Mm-hmm. I mean, like that is restorative and relaxing, mm-hmm. or helps knock things you. off the list, yeah. or like any of those sorts of things. Yeah, I, I don't know. You you actually brought this up as a topic, and I and I and I feel like when you mentioned it. What ran through your head was not the bucket list of stress, like bombs going off, anxiety mm-hmm. that that it <laughs> brought up in me. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what is this, when you hear time for you with the baby, mm-hmm. or without the baby, what, what does that bring up for you? Yeah, well, like I totally see where you're coming from and all that stuff. I think for me it's more, I mean, there there is all that logistical crap that's just like extra, it's just piling right. on. But I think it's also this feeling that I'm 
like I don't know where I'm getting it from in particular. I'm not like saying that anybody anybody in particular is like doing this to me, but I'm getting this like message from the world uh-huh. like you need a break from the baby. Um, you need to just leave, you know, the baby will be fine. Take a break from the baby, go take a nap. Take right. a break from the baby, go for a walk. Right. Like t- you need you need to be away from your baby. Right. Um and for me that feeling that is anxiety inducing in and of itself. Just, right. Just leaving my baby. Like okay. and I went through the same thing with Simon yeah. and we totally that was a phase of our lives together. Like we're not I don't feel that way about him now. I love him. I love being with him. I miss him when we're right. apart. But I don't feel like I'm getting my like heart rich, ripped out of my chest <laughs> right. when I'm like dropping him off at preschool. You know, right? Um, I know. I know that he's doing fine. And but I mean, when he was a baby, and the way that it's been with Oscar is that. I just feel I, I feel attached. Like I can't think of a better word right. for it. And I know like attachment is sort Conjures of a, it's a, a term of art, yeah. and it means very specific things to specific people, different people. Um, But you're just talking about old school, this is my child, you came out of my, I physically feel attached to you. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, on, to be totally honest, I don't really know very much about attachment parenting. Right. I just, I know that with my babies, you feel like a part of my body. Like, right. you came out of my body, and, like, <laughs> for the first month after you were born, I barely put you down. Like, right. And it just felt right to have you on my body. Well, like, that goes back. I'm sorry. I'm just going to bring that up. But you're, uh, so I just want to, like, yeah. say, yeah, so there's this pressure of get, put your baby. Yeah. Get, get, so you take need a break. The baby. Yeah. And I remember so much that first like month or two of people saying to me put the baby down uh-huh. why are you always having to hold the baby yeah let somebody else hold the baby and go take and i'm like i don't want somebody to come in yeah. i want somebody to come in and clean my house right but i don't want somebody to come in and take this baby exactly i want the i am the mother i want the baby yeah right and it doesn't matter how tired and how like like I, there's some sort of weird pull yeah. between Understanding the rational need to take the break, to have the shower, to take sure. the nap, and the whatever, yeah. and this very real need yeah. to stay with the baby, to be with totally. your baby, totally. And why is that? And there, you're right. There's some sort of pressure that you are doing something wrong yeah. if you don't want to put your baby down, or that the aunt, like if you're not feeling well or you're tired. Like yeah. sure, you're tired. Your body hurts. Like sure, all of those yeah. things are real. The idea that the answer to that <laughs> is to put your baby down or to give your baby to somebody, right? Which maybe in some scenarios, yes, yes that could be helpful. You know, like I, I'm not saying that that that's yeah, not we're a not part saying of it. carry your baby all the time. Right? No, no. <laughs> I no. give people my baby all the time. Totally. Here's my baby. Goodbye. <laughs> no, totally, totally. I no. just think that like it's it. Definitely, like, it, actually, I remember back to when Simon was, like, almost out of the newborn phase, like, maybe three or four months old, and we were we were over, it was, like, the holidays, and we were over at um, Jesse's dad and stepmom's house, uh-huh. and they were meeting the baby for the first time, or at least his stepmom was meeting the baby for the first time, and um, kind of privately, she was asking me, like, how are you doing, and, you know, how is it being a new mom and stuff, and I think I said something, like, you know, it's just, it's all the it's all the time and you know i just it's so it's so much all right. the time and she said like i know and she's like yeah and it and it doesn't really help to have somebody take him right and i was like yeah exactly and, and i was so grateful that she like spelled it out and yeah. articulated it for me cuz at that time i couldn't have 
like made that leap. But it was like, yeah, just because like whether he's with me or right. not with me, I'm thinking about him and I'm everything I'm doing is for him. And, you know, yeah. just I need help, but I don't necessarily need him taken away from me. <laughs> so, All right. Well, so, OK, so let's. OK, so here so are now. So now. Yeah. yeah so, so, here are, so here we are. Here we are. You either you. You need the time. Right. You need to be restored. None of this negates the you fact. You need to do stuff that for you, yourself. Yeah, you have to yeah. do stuff for yourself. Um, and you're either, for whatever reason, in the particular scenario that we're setting up right now to discuss, yeah. that baby's with you. Yeah. Um, whether whether you want him there <laughs> or not. Um, but, <laughs> but, I, but while... While you're talking about the pressure of people saying leave the baby, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is exactly the same thing. Like I'm, I'm fighting so hard, or I feel like I have been fighting so hard to get away from my baby, from mm-hmm. Ellis. That suddenly I had this moment where I was like, why am I doing? Why am I pushing so hard to you know to wean him? Why am I pushing so hard to have him not be in my arms? Why am I pushing so hard to have him sleep through the night? Like what is mm-hmm. this pressure? To sever, yeah, the like, yeah, to sever the meeting the needs of the baby, yeah, like that, like social pressure. So, yeah. and so what will like, you get when you get there? Like, so I'm like, if I want to, you know, maybe I'm not going to be able to put this baby down. Yeah, and maybe that's, and also I have a kid right now whose needs are incredibly like ratcheted up, uh-huh. and I can in fact compare him to my last child, mm-hmm. and it's two different sets of needs. Mm-hmm. So, like, what? He needs in terms of constant touch. He's like so touch oriented that like the kid needs to be touched all the time. Mm-hmm. So how do I adapt that with my need to not be need touched to all not the be time. touched all the time? So here's okay. the question, mm-hmm. Teresa. Yeah, you want your baby around? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> help me, help me figure. How can I make this work? What are your thoughts on? What are thoughts? And this is in all honesty. How are you? Are you able to find restorative time with your baby? Mm-hmm. And if not complete restorative time, how are you making it work having that baby with you all the time, given all the stuff that you need to do? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I think you started off the question yeah. asking, like, what I would think you should do. And I think that I will never be able to answer Right. That. I mean you. What are but you for doing? Me, and then it's always. The, the way you ended the question, yes. I think I can answer. And as always, <laughs> and as always, I will then just steal. Yeah. From you, whatever well, you're doing, and then and apply then report it. back on how terrible. No, it yeah, you are my inspiration. Go oh ahead. Um, well, that's really nice. It's funny that we're having this conversation right now, also because apparently it's baby wearing week, national or maybe even international baby wearing week. I know. Right I now. see people wearing babies all the time. Um, they look so successful and happy. So I am a huge proponent of baby right. wearing, but I think I just. My kids seem to like it. Um, Simon will even sometimes ask if he can get Still in get back go. in, right? Um, and what I do is, like, the stuff that I can do for me is I I really, I've said it before on the show, like, I really feel better after I've taken a walk. Yeah. So I go for a walk. Sometimes Oscar's in the stroller. Sometimes he's in the ergo. Right. Um, I can wear, like, for me, I actually find that, like, it feels better to, like, get some things done around the house if I can. Yeah. So I, you know, you can't spend all day. Like, it's nice to do some stuff for your baby during the day where you're, like, letting them play and yeah. letting them lead. But, 
you know, if you don't take care of anything around the house for yourself, right. it's that. I mean, it's just it's not realistic. So like, I'll put him in the carrier while I do the dishes, or I'll put him in the carrier while I'm making lunch, or right. um, or well, you know, whatever. But I think I. I mean it. It, I think a lot works. of it has to do with, like, the kid, too, like you're saying. Yeah. And maybe, like, the situation. Like, in Brooklyn, I could go – when I lived in Brooklyn, I could go for walks because mm-hmm. I was about a mile walk from the park, uh, mm-hmm. which was beautiful. It was like being out in the forest. I could put Katie Bell in the stroller, and that child fell asleep in the mm-hmm. stroller. And then I could walk for, like, two hours, and mm-hmm. it was, like, super – re- nice. Oh, I could walk forever up there. So and it was nice. so relaxing. Like, it's a tree. It's a mm-hmm. waterfall. It's beautiful. My baby's asleep. And then I go home and, like, blah. That's great. Here, mm-hmm. it is – October and it is still a hundred degrees. Yeah, you can't go for a walk. I am not right wrapping now. a fucking baby on me. <laughs> Save yeah. my sweaty life. Yeah. Two, I can't just like there's no no place that's relaxing to walk because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. And three, I got a kid who doesn't fall asleep to date in strollers. Yeah. So, again, I feel like it's a little about like your circumstance. So it for is. me, what I'm really trying is. to do is yeah. all right, the, I'm pulling this guitar out. Yeah. And I'm going to sit on this floor. I don't care if you don't want me to play it. Yeah. I'm going to play this guitar while we're sitting That's here. That's perfect. And yeah. Or we are going to, like, I'm trying to make it work for me with the, you're just going to have to learn that I'm in this kitchen. Yeah. And that you were on this floor. Yeah. I will pick you up every once in a while, but then you were going back down to the yes. same place. Restart. You know, yeah. like, I feel like I have to, I'm starting that earlier than, say, I did with Katie Bell. Because I can't keep him on me. Right. So it's just like, we're going to have to be together, right. kid. Yeah. But, you know, mom and you're taking care of your stuff. Trying to take care yeah. of my stuff. Well, I think, like, the point that we're trying to make is, like, what we always say, which is you should just do what is right, right. for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you don't, should just, yeah. Don't you let the just, pressure be. Yeah. If, if it feels Le- like too much pressure to leave your baby... Fuck everybody. Fuck that. And yeah. try try another way and yeah. see how that goes. That's if right. it feels great to leave your baby, your Meet baby me at the too, bar. Yeah. So just do it. That's, <laughs> That's awesome too. Yeah. I don't think we acknowledge that enough. I so know. again, as in most parenting things, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. So enjoy. So just do whatever. Do whatever the fuck feels good. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Mark your calendars for a brand new thing. The first ever Max Fun Week is coming up October 15th through 21st. Max Fun Week's all about celebrating the creativity and passion of our listeners. We'll have podcast crossovers, Q&As, behind-the-scenes tours, giveaways, and more. No fundraising, just awesome stuff for you. So tune in to your favorite Max Fun shows, tell a friend about Max Fun, and check out some new shows during Max Fun Week, October 15th through 21st. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Teresa. Yes. Genius fail time. Wait, wait, what do you got? 
Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God, that's fucking genius. Lots of people love to talk about how boys <laughs> pee everywhere all I the do, time. without any facts. Yep. Well, that's not true. But... I have some facts. So I think I, I think I used to be like, well, whatever. Don't all little kids pee everywhere? Right. But now I think I'm coming to terms with the fact, having her, having my own experiences, and uh, visiting with friends on the topic. I guess it's pretty much true. Um, but we have a genius thing going on over at our house, and that is that we don't really. We don't really um, we don't really use the shower that much in uh, the like. <laughs> In the bath, in the, like the main bathroom, uh-huh. it's like the main bathroom for the upstairs, and it's where Simon and Oscar use the potty. Uh-huh. So I just keep the potty chair on the floor of the shower. It's like a walk-in shower. Oh, okay. And there's just a curtain, so you yeah. don't have to. It's not like a door. So whenever they're using the potty chair, it's in the. Sh- they're literally doing it in the shower. So it's so if it gets it, anywhere, it, it will get. What do you mean if it gets <laughs> everywhere? And I just flip on the shower for two seconds, and everything's clean, and that's it. That is genius. It's not at all where I thought you were going with it. I was like, well, I get the shower, and I'm imagining the tub shower, and you're just like, fuck it, piss in there, kids. Oh. <laughs> I don't know uh, if that would be a genius. No, it wouldn't have been. But, yeah. Yeah, but you look so proud, which is why I was just like, really? Is this where we're going with that? I'm about to be supportive. Uh, that's genius. Okay. That's thanks. very good. And yeah. I will keep that in mind. Yeah. And this time, I'm just going to let my kid pee outside. Sure. Uh, what do you have? Oh, okay. So my genius is I, I've just been fixing a whole bunch of stuff that's broken with a screwdriver. I've just been like walking around. Toilet running won't stop running. I, you know, usually reach in there. I reach in there, and you know what? I was like, that's just, I wonder if it's that screw. Mm-hmm. I sh- tightened it up, stopped running. The uh, We've got a leaky faucet out in the backyard. Mm-hmm. That was less of a screw, more of a wrench. Boom, fixed. Didn't have to call a plumber to have to do anything like that. Just the, the my espresso machine. <gasps> the apocalypse will ruin me. <laughs> my espresso machine. Uh, it just needed, again, a little tweak with the screwdriver. Wow. I've just been like, hey, Maybe things aren't as bad as they seem, and everything's yeah. not about to break things forever. Things aren't all falling apart. Maybe things just need a good. Maybe well, things just need a good screw. <laughs> oh, I like it. So true. <laughs> Hi, one bad mother. Just calling in with a genius moment. Uh, my pediatrician wanted me to give my two-month-old son some probiotics. Uh, <laughs> it's been quite a chore trying to get him to take it from a syringe, uh, mix some breast milk, and then you have to get the syringe ready, one-handed, of course, because the kid needs you and all that stuff. And uh, she gave the really my pediatrician's genius moment. Uh, she told me to mix the probiotic in coconut oil and apply it to my teeth before I breastfeed. And then he would just take it right off and... It is just him as well, as you can hear him. Not happy in the background. But uh, he took it, no problem. And I didn't have to shove a syringe down his throat. So, genius. Thanks. Bye. Anytime you don't have to shove a syringe down a kid's throat, yeah. it's genius. Yeah. I really like 
like that. I just yeah, thought that was great. very successful. Probably seems like it would be like good for your nipples too. The I coconut know. oil. People, I feel like I've been surrounded by a lot of people talking about coconut oil recently. Mm. I need to go on Pinterest and explore. Okay, it's my it's my only news source anymore. Pinterest. <laughs> good job, Mama. That's yeah, excellent. You did a great job. That was genius. Failures. You suck. It always makes me feel better to hear you talk about your failures. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> That's because I always have really good ones. Like, uh, but my, really... Yeah, but mine are always like, my life is falling apart. I can't find it. Yeah, mine are deeper, more sorrow-based fails. They are sorrow-based. They are. And mine are usually just about really bad parenting. parenting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I was really excited because I got when Simon started preschool, I was like, I, now I have time to do like special <laughs> things with Oscar. <laughs> um, and so the first thing I did was sign us up for swim class twice a week for the next month. <laughs> and I'll make I would make you guess, except I don't think you would guess as badly as uh-huh. I actually did, which is that we attended the first two. Yep, and, that's and it. that was it <laughs> for the whole rest of the month. <laughs> <laughs> because like at first it was like it was it was one of the heat wave days. Yeah. It was like 110 degrees, yeah. and I was like, it's literally too hot to go in a pool. Yeah. Then like we had a cold for a week and a half. Right. And then like there was like a crazy. I mean, there was just so many like it was one so thing many after another. Things. And by the last week, I was like, I'm not going to fucking swim class. Like we are gonna go to the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was nice and cool in there. That's. A waste of time. It was, and money. And money. And just hopes and, and dreams. Just, yeah. Well. <laughs> Sorry, Oscar. He did have fun at the first two. Did he? He really uh, liked it. I yeah. was just like. He really liked it. I think I, think I mentioned I'll Stephanie that you were sometime. doing it, and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, that sounds great. You should do that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing with this kid that never sits still on my arm. Oh. Get in a get fucking in a pool. pool. Yeah. That just be stressful for mm-hmm. me. Okay. Uh, my fail Stefan uh, has been uh, was out of town again for a week, uh, and re- really the last four days up until last night, uh, Katie Bell has just remained in the pigtails that I put her in, mm-hmm. like on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They just have not come out. They haven't been reshaped. That's kind of impressive. They haven't been. She, in. she just she, she, she got all, she had all that hair. Mm-hmm. She, she slept in them. She just they're just. There, and like I know that she's she literally takes sand at school and dumps it in her hair. Mm. So like I know her hair is full of garbage and dirt and sand and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's so crazy. Like when she eats yogurt, like hair just the gets is always attached to. I'm about to chop that child's hair off. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't chop your baby's hair off. Mm-hmm. What is fucking wrong with people? Mm-hmm. Like, chop it all off is what's gonna happen. But she, uh, yes, yeah, it'll so she, grow back. It'll grow back. It's hair, dude. Uh, and she's also five. This is not gonna scar her for life. Uh, so basically, I've just let my child have crazy, sad hair mm-hmm. for uh, longer than I should. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the best. It wasn't it a proud too good. mom moment. <laughs> I'm calling with a fail. I worked all day yesterday in 90-degree heat and was hot and sweaty, and I worked till too late at night, and then I came home and did housework instead <laughs> of relaxing and showering. And then I got up early this morning and I worked in the garden and then I decided to take my son grocery shopping at 7 a.m. and then had to put the groceries away and then realized 
we had a doctor's appointment, a really important doctor's appointment with one of my son's specialists, and I couldn't miss it. And it's just for me and my husband. So I'm going to be in a small office after working all day and gardening. And, you know, I took, I took out a washcloth and did a hobo shower so I no longer have muddy knees. But my legs are hairy. I did not shave my legs. You know, yeah, maybe they could not notice that I haven't showered in two sweaty days if I'm lucky. But they're going to see the hairy legs. And I'm wearing shorts. And I didn't even realize it until I got in the car. So I'm going to be in a small office, knee to knee, with a really important doctor with my big old hairy legs. And I'm just so looking forward to the embarrassment. Thanks for the show. Bye. That is pretty bad. Mm. That is pretty bad. That you probably just, smell great. Though. Yeah, no, you don't. That's such a that is such a personal fail. It's not. It's not like a. It's not like a parenting. That's basically where parenting causes your personal fail. Yeah, you need some time alone with just you and your baby to relax. <laughs> Take a shower with your baby. Take a shower with your baby. That's. I think that was the point of today's show. Yeah. Oh, we are all doing a bad job. Yeah. Ugh. You are the greatest mom I've ever known I love you, I love you When I have a problem I call you on the phone I love you, I love you Teresa? Yes? Let's call a mom. Great. Okay. This week, we are talking to Lisa Morgus of the blog Life As I Know It. I recently found her blog, and I have fallen in love with her, and that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil anything. Welcome, Lisa. Hi. Thanks. I totally have, I have a mom crush. <laughs> um, <so laughs> let's start off with the question we ask everybody, which is, who lives in your house? Who lives in my house? Um, well, I live in my house, and my husband, and we have seven kids. I don't know why I thought you had six. I've totally lost No, we have seven, and we're not <laughs> religious fanatics. <laughs> and we have a dog. Oh. So, yeah, we have, we have seven kids. Our oldest is almost 18, and the youngest is two. So there's quite an age range there. Wow. Well, at seven, I would hope that you took some breaks uh, somewhere uh, so that it wasn't just like, my oldest is eight and my youngest is one, and I'm going to shoot. That's not even physically possible. Well, I'll tell you, the oldest, there's a five-year gap between the first and the second, and then after that, it's, it was pretty much one right after the other. You had mentioned in a post somewhere that none of that was necessarily planned. So are you telling me that you had like four oops babies? <laughs> well, I, I, you know what? I don't want to say oops because I really believe that if someone someone really does not want to have kids, right. then they will take measures to make sure that they don't have kids. Right. So I think my husband and I were just kind of open to it. We didn't take a lot of measures to prevent it. <laughs> so we were just kind of lackadaisical about it. And um, honestly, the, the last one, our two-year-old, she was a huge surprise because my husband had gone through cancer treatment. Mm which we believed had left him sterile. Wow. And I was 44. So when, that's I mean, I thought, you know, this, is, yeah, this is not on the table anymore. We don't need to worry about this anymore. And then I turned up pregnant, and it was a huge shock. So she really was a surprise. Um, but the other ones, you know, most of them were just kind of, you know, 
eh, we'll just see what happens. <laughs> oh, I'm pregnant again. <laughs> wow, I gotta say that 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 is a surprise. At, a, at 46, are you just? I'm like so fucking tired. Lisa. Yeah. How are I am you doing? Too. I'm so tired, and I'm like, there's no way. Like I just I hear this, and I'm like, you're tired. You okay, well, something. you know, I have to be honest with you. Yeah. You get to a certain yeah, point what is the of, place? of chaos, right? And then, and then adding to that is like it's it's almost not a big deal. When we, you know, it was because we, we went from two to four because our our number three and four are twins, so right. we went from two kids to four kids. And then it was, you know, things were just crazy. And, oh, my God, we have all these kids and all these. And I look back on that with such nostalgia when we only had four kids. But then, so when the fifth came along, it was like nothing. Right. It was like, you know, we're already dealing with a circus here. Right. So really, you know, the, all the subsequent kids, it, it hasn't been a huge adjustment because we just got used to a certain level of crazy. Yeah, that was my question. That's, yeah, the question assumption is that there's just a point where you it just can't feel crazier, right? Like, yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> so maybe the big lies, because we constantly talk about there are a lot of lies, and the, big, the one that we think is one of the biggest lies is uh, a second's not a big deal. Once you have the one, number two is super easy. And I don't think that's true. I think number two, you're like, hey, I was totally living this life that was kind of normal with like one kid and figured it all out. And then here comes two and I forgot how horrible this was. So is number like four, so you're saying that number four, that becomes true. It becomes It sounds like like five. Five is Five is the magic number. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so have five and then you'll feel great. Great. That makes so much sense. Good takeaway from today. That's good. Um, now, uh, I, I just, I, 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 we could just go in so many directions, but I kind of want to actually steer, because it ties a little bit into what Teresa and I were talking about earlier today on the show, uh, a post that you had up recently. Um, Teresa and I spent the first part of the show talking about, you know, the, you want to have some time for yourself, but then there's like the pressure of trying to find that time once you have kids. Right. And it's like hard. I mean, you're all like, yeah, sure, clearly I need a break, <laughs> but... That's not as easy as it is to do. And then part of that pressure that Teresa was finding was, well, maybe I don't want to leave my kid. Maybe I, maybe I don't want to. Why do I, why, who says I have to do this? Like, That's, yeah, right? definitely. So we got a little bit into, like, once again, how that whole issue falls into this category of parenting advice. And these are, this is, this is what's best for you. And you had this amazing post that was over on Scary Mommy, and we're going to link people up to it, um, about how to raise healthy uh, children, uh, perfect healthy children. And uh, what you did was genius. And this really is just a chance for me to praise you. Um, <laughs> and I mean, we're just going to go through this. But you really list... And it, you, you really fooled me at the beginning. Like the very first one was like, one, don't drink or have coffee because you don't want your genius child to be ruined by right. alcohol and caffeine. And the very next thing is everything's good in moderation. Don't worry about it. And I was like, oh. And you basically list every single parenting philosophy out there, point and counterpoint, that are both supposedly true all in well, one that, place. Yeah, and they all the make thing. sense when you read them the first time. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's persuasive. And then you're like, oh, wait, that's persuasive too. And they're the opposite. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's genius to see them all in one place. Well, that, you know, that's the thing. I mean, and having this many kids and, yeah. and, and everyone's always got advice for you and, or, or did, you know, they just want to shove their opinions on you because right. everyone thinks, for some reason I think, 
moms think they have it all figured out, but I don't really think they think that. I think that they want to make themselves feel like right. they have it figured out by telling other people how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. what I've learned. And, and yeah, so in the end, you know what? You just have to do what you feel is right. There's no right way or wrong way to have a baby or raise a kid. There's just not. And anyone who tells you there is, is full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. was kind of my whole point of that. Cause yeah, you just get all this advice coming from every direction. And how do you know what's right and what's wrong? There is no right or wrong. Just do what you feel is right for your kid. That's all you can do. Well, and you're, like, and you know what? You're going to fuck your kid up. Yeah. We're all going to fuck our kids up. That's just, that's a given. <laughs> so just accept that. Right. But you love them and you do the best you can. And that's, you know, that's what you do. Okay, well, here's, well, here's a, this leads me to an actual, how exciting it led me to an actual question. Uh, that you, as a, as a mom with seven kids, when did you really come to accept this? I mean, because I, I, you know, like, it's hard enough for me to be like, this works so well with my first. Why the fuck isn't this working with my second? What right. is wrong? When were you able to let that go and gain that I, insight? You know what? I don't know if oh, I even have, have completely let yeah. it go. I think I wrote that post in part kind of reminding myself, you know, don't get so caught up in what other people are telling you. you got to just, you know keep your head down and do what you're doing for your family and quit worrying about what everyone else thinks and what everyone else is saying. And I have to remind myself of that all the time. It's a constant struggle, I think, for most moms to, you know, I mean, when I had my first kid and probably even my second one, I know that I was reading all the parenting books and I wanted to do everything right. And and I stopped reading parenting books a long, long time ago (laughs) because I realized that that just made me horribly anxious and, and, you know, just stressed out and, and I don't know, at some point you just have to start listening to your own gut and your own heart. And, and you have to accept you're going to screw up along the way. You just are. And, you know, but kids are resilient and, you know, they're not going to grow up to be criminals just because you, you know, <laughs> let them watch too much TV or whatever, you know. So I don't think that I came to a point where I figured that out. Or maybe I did, but I'm still trying to remind myself of that all the time because it's a constant struggle. Yeah, no, it is. I, let's let's actually pull an example of one of these sort of moments, and that is a homeschooling. Right. Uh, I, this is, I, I think you and I are of sort of the similar mindset of homeschooling. No way. Right. Uh, that, that's great. That is my only image of homeschooling, to be perfectly honest, is highly religious uh right. people who and not just religious it's not like it's not like somebody who's religious and wants to homeschool their children so you know school lose that group of listeners it's it's that i don't want them to know science it's that right, i don't right, want right. them to be influenced by people who are, don't share the same belief system as i yeah and which i i am starting to learn is like actually not the true representation of who's homeschooling their kids right I think that's a certain sector of people who homeschool, but I'm also learning that is not the full picture. I think a lot of people are starting to homeschool because they're just dissatisfied with what public education and even private education offers now. I mean, you know, education is changing so much, and I have many, many kids in the school system right now, and I never dreamed I would consider homeschooling because, like you, I just thought it was a certain kind of you know, a certain part of the population who did that, and that was not something I had any inkling of 
of doing. But I'm at a point now where one of my kids is just getting lost in the shuffle and her needs are not, they're not going to be met where she's at. And it's not because I want to shelter her from science. I love science. <laughs> and, you know, and, and we're atheists. We're an atheist family, which, you know, it's probably going to, I don't know if that's going to turn some of your listeners off, but that's the truth. So it has nothing to do with religion for us. It's probably doubtful. If the fucks haven't lost yeah. half our listeners. Um, I think we all share the point that are we all uh, are we all doing our best to take care of our kids is, is, right. is, is what I think we all can share. But... But you're right. There's something about the when I when I hear the other moms I know who are considering homeschooling, one of their kids is having a problem that is not being solved. And after you go through all the different routes of right. trying to make it work, it's still not being solved. And that's where I think it's this interesting place in the parent experience that you don't you never see coming where you make a decision that's not one you think you would make. Right, right. Which is so like, and again, I don't, you know, I, I don't think any of us expect to do that. So how did you come to the decision? And you haven't started yet, right? You're just about to. No, I, I've made the decision and I've um, submitted the paperwork to this program that I'm going to use that's going to help me come up with lesson plans and all that. Um, so we haven't started yet, but I'm I'm thinking it's going to start in the next few weeks. How did I come to that decision? Just a lot of soul searching, a lot of talking to other parents um, who do homeschool, because I have a lot of acquaintances who do, and some of them are very religious, but not all of them are, trying to deal with the issues that we're dealing with through the school and getting nowhere. And it's not even really the school's fault. It's just, you know, funding and this and that, and the classrooms are overcrowded, and, you know, it's just a whole host of things that maybe is beyond a lot of people's um, ability to solve at this point. And I just, I don't know, I just got to a point where I thought, you know what, if I don't do something kind of drastic, you know, she's going to start losing ground, and I don't want that to happen. Guess what I'm thinking is, even if I completely fail at this, it's not like it has to be set in stone, you know. And I think that's something that we have to tell ourselves as parents. We have to remind ourselves, whatever choice you make, Whatever parenting decision you make with regard to anything, it does not have to be set in stone. You can always change your mind and change course, you know, later if it's not working. And I think too many people go into all kinds of things thinking, if I make this decision, this is what I have to do, and I have to stick it out and make it work. And and you know what? You, You have to learn to be flexible when you're a parent. If it doesn't work, try something else, you know? Right. This is... Uh, National Down Syndrome Awareness Month, and yeah. uh, one of your children uh, has Down Syndrome, and I know we wanted to have a chance to talk about that. Uh, how does, when you hear National Down Syndrome Awareness Month, uh, and this is going to be a weird way to say it, how do you celebrate it? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, I don't know if that's how you, is that the phrase you use? Well, yeah, it's not, really, it's not really celebrating. I mean, I guess it sort of is. Right. It's more just, you know, um, you, just talking very, to people yeah. about, you know, this is what Down syndrome really looks like. It's not the stereotypes that you probably have. And it's it's really about advocacy right. to me. I mean, you know, and, and the other parents I know who have kids with Down syndrome, it's it's a month to really, you know, put our advocacy hats on and, and talk about Down syndrome and break down the stereotypes and and, and all that. Well, so. if there was like one sort of misconception out there that you feel the strongest to sort of address, 
what's your what's your what's the one that makes you the craziest that that you really want to? Oh boy, I'm sure there's eight million, but yeah, there are eight million. Yeah. I think the one that probably bugs me the most, and I find this even among other parents of kids with Down syndrome, is just this notion that they're um, that that kids with Down syndrome are. Um, almost supernatural, you know, they're, they're so happy and loving and they, and they're just gifts from heaven and they see into your soul and they have this, you know, and, oh, it drives me insane because, you know, my kid, my son, his name is Finn and he's six years old. And again, this is one other thing. Never in a million years would have dreamed that I was going to be a parent of a kid with a disability. I mean, that never crossed my mind. And here I am, I have a kid with Down syndrome. And it's, you know, it's not anything like I thought it might be. He's, he's a kid. He, he's, right. he's adorable. I would fight for him for, to the ends of the earth. He can be a total pain in the ass. <laughs> he can be a brat. I mean, he's just, you know, he's a kid. He's yes, a he, has, right. he has limitations, and, he, and he's a little quirky, and, you know, and I, and I don't deny that. But, you know, he's not some supernatural, you know angel from heaven either he's just a kid with an extra chromosome yeah i think i think it's like it's very appealing to say you know the the angel from heaven things because it's so it seems so positive but it's really isn't it just like another way of making of dehumanizing them right yeah no i think we again you know the mantra on this show is eh, nobody's nobody's that special (laughs) 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 your your kids are just hard no matter no matter what their situation situation is no matter what your situation is you still have to wake up and deal with all the same garbage of being a mother i mean the joys which uh let's wrap up on the other on another post that we're going to link people up to uh that was on scary mommy recently and i think this is the one that i actually found you through um and uh it basically was motherhood the big fat fuck you and if you aren't working on a book deal with that being the title yeah, get, is, on get on it because yeah. that is the title of your book. Oh <laughs> uh, my God, that is the title of the book. So there's got to be a publicist out there listening somewhere. Somebody write. Okay, this. I'm I'm waiting for the, know, I'm waiting I for my know. phone to ring. Dear Lord, but she um, but in it, I I am a sucker for truly raw uh, emotional statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I, I love it when I think honesty is creeping out in the the loudest and most horrible of ways. It's beautiful. Um, and the whole piece you're talking about, it starts off your daughter's basically not listening to you. you know, right. She's doing something she's not supposed to be doing. And it's really simple. It's like, don't change the channel. And she keeps changing the channel. And you lose your mind. Yep. And you just lose your mind and everybody and just chasing. And there's, don't you lock this door. And da 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 There's the stuff that I've heard come out of my mouth and my parents' mouth. And I'm sure their parents' mouths. But there's a place in it where your husband's trying to calm you down. And you say to him... Leave me, alo- leave me alone, I yelled at him. I do everything for you people, including you. <laughs> and you That's treat right. me like shit. Every <laughs> last one of you. And I almost like, stood up off the couch, and I was like, <gasps> she's speaking. Because like, no, no one wants to say that, but that is exactly how you feel. Tell me about, I just want to like get there with you. Like the t- I, You know, the takeaway is not just the big fat fuck you. Right. I think there's a slightly bigger takeaway. <laughs> I mean, you got... Seven of them you're hurting, and the husband, I mean, the dog, and the fucking fuck. Right. Fuck. What, 
what led to the article and what has the response been and just, you know. Uh, you know, it's so funny because I actually originally wrote that on my blog the morning it happened, yeah. which was in February of 2013. So it was like over a year and a half ago. And, um, and you know, it got some response on my blog. And then I submitted it to Scary Mommy mm-hmm. and it just went kind of viral, which mm-hmm. shocked me. And it now has over a million Facebook shares. Wow. It still gets passed around. And, it's, yeah. and it was on Scary Mommy over a year ago. It was, it was posted on Scary Mommy in the summer of 2013. The response has been overwhelmingly positive. I, I still get emails and comments, you know, saying, oh, my God, you know, I can so relate and yeah. thank you for writing that. I've also gotten... Um, you know, a lot of shit from people telling me I'm a horrible mother and I can't believe that you would chase your daughter like that and I can't believe you <laughs> believe you use that kind of language around your right. daughter and all this stuff. And so it's kind of been, I mean, it's really been mostly a positive response, but some negative, which has been kind of painful because people can be really mean and nasty. Right. The reason I wrote it, like I said, I wrote it the morning it happened because that's what I do. That is how I process my shit. <laughs> I sit down at my computer and I write and I just, I don't, I was so upset and angry that morning and I felt ashamed of myself because I know that the way I behaved, the way I lost it was not, you know, ideal <laughs> and I felt bad about it and I guess, um, Maybe I was looking for, I don't want to say absolution, but when I write it and I put it out there for the whole world to see, like, look at what I did. I feel horrible. It's almost a way of, uh, that's how I'm kind of accountable to myself almost. It's like, I'm going to be honest about the fact that I totally fucked up. Right. You know, and I get it out there and it's kind of cathartic for me, you know. So um, I don't like when people write blogs and articles and on Facebook and everything and make everything look so smiley and shiny and perfect and motherhood is so great and, you know, my kids never misbehave and if, I hate that shit. And so I feel like, you know what, it's a hard, motherhood is a really hard job. Yes, it's, you know, wonderful and fulfilling and all that, but it's also really, really difficult. And if we could just all be a little more honest about that and supportive of each other in dealing with those moments... I think we could make, you know, things a lot more pleasant for everyone. Um, so that's, that's kind of why I wrote it, and the response has been um, way bigger than I ever imagined it was going to be. I had no idea that it was going to go where it's gone. Well, it's so. because we just sit on it. I mean, I mean it's just, we are just a culture that sits on, you know, daring to say anything remotely unpleasant about parenting. Right. Uh, so when somebody does it, it's like this, you know, gas cap flying off, and just everybody's just like, ah, oh, right. thank God, thank God, thank God. And, you know, I mean, the big takeaway, I think, is always you're, you're not alone in doing this. And just by the way, when I read that article, it, it never crossed my mind that you did not love all of those children. That is not <laughs> what that was about. That was about that pressure, I think, that, you know, we're all under. And, like, yeah. and this, like, myth that we're supposed to sit around and just, like, Suck it up. Yes. You know, yes. it's hard to suck it up with, like, a room full of people who are completely incapable of being, you know, empathetic. Right. Like, just, like they do not. <laughs> guess who does not give a shit about how you feel in that scenario? Yeah, we are kids. Give and give and give and yeah. sacrifice and sacrifice and sacrifice with a smile on their face, yeah. and they're not supposed to resent it, and they're not right. supposed to, 
you know, and you know what? That's bullshit. That's right. It, it, it is. is. It is. It is. Like we wrap Just the show up is. every week with it's bullshit. Um, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. I think we thank were able, you for having me. I think we like touched on a little bit of everything. So like, she, so I encourage our listeners to go check out the blog Life as I Know It because th- clearly there's a little something for everyone. <laughs> Uh, on that blog. Um, and this was just a delight. You are a delight. And there's no question we're going to have you back on. I, I really yes, want to kind of actually have you back on after some homeschooling time. Yeah. Uh, so we can cool. hear how that's going and how your sanity is. Because I guess that for me, it's less than being crazy and me being like, my kid won't even let me like listen to me tell her to brush her teeth. <laughs> how am I supposed to get her to do math? Yeah, well, um, stay tuned. I have no idea how it's going to go. <laughs> well, so. yeah, we look forward to that. Uh, and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. One Bad Mother has exciting news that we need to take a moment to talk about. Yes. Uh, first off, as you heard in an earlier commercial uh, on the show, that next week is Max Fun Week, a first time ever celebration of all things maximum fun. Yeah. Uh, and we're really excited about it. And uh, it's where you're going to, you can find out more about all the different events that are going on on the Max Fun website but we are doing a crossover show a lot of the shows are doing some crossover shows mm-hmm. and we've already had some amazing crossover shows uh out there with Sydney McElroy and you can go back and find with Sarah Morgan uh from International Waters Sydney McElroy from uh Sawbones and this week we are going to be talking with we're gonna talk with Dave and Abby Shumka yes um from Stop Podcasting Yourself she's very exciting who have a brand new baby so we're ready to talk to them about their broken spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> hey, hey, stop podcasting yourself. You don't have time to podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So that's yeah. one. That's one bit of news. Yeah, so we're going to we're going to be doing that next week. Also, we just want to remind you guys that we have some meetups coming up. Woo-hoo! Some listener organized meetups. Um, in Philly, um, October, Saturday, October 11th, which I think by the time this show gets posted that'll be like tomorrow. Morning. Right. Um, Saturday, October 11th at 11.30 a.m. at Smith Memorial Playground. Um, you guys should go to that. If you're in Philly, you should go to that. If you're near Philly, you should go to that. Take your baby the, and go. The following weekend um, in Austin, Texas, Saturday, October 18th at 11 a.m. at Little Stacy Park. Um, there will be a star-shaped balloon so people can spot that group. So you should, you guys should go to those. You should um, email me if you want to organize a Max Fun... Uh, Max Fun... A... One Bad Mother Meetup in your area, Teresa at MaximumFun.org. You can also find other One Bad Mother listeners in your area by posting on our One Bad Mother Meetup thread in the MaxFun forum. You just go to MaximumFun.org and click on forum. And we want pictures. Yeah, send us pictures. I cannot wait. I am so excited about this. You are not alone. (laughs) Woo, that was good. Good stuff. Yeah, she's Our awesome. guest, Lisa, was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love her. I really see. Do you see why I have the mom crush? I totally see. I have to share this one thing that this the last point made me just think of, which is 
that when I was little, there was like a phase where my sister and I were complaining <laughs> that like it seemed like it seemed like every like month or so we had to have a family meeting, and of course, like the subject of the family meeting was basically just everybody is being a dick to mom. <laughs> Like, everybody needs to pull it together. And There's be... our new T-shirt. Everybody's being a dick to mom. Anyway, go ahead. Like, and the whole family needs to, like, pull it together and, like, be nicer to mom and, like, be more, like, appreciative of what she's right. doing and, like, help out and, like, pitch in and, yeah. like, whatever. And, like, I just remember this, like, moment, even as a kid, of, like, my sister and I just kind of, like, bitching, like, we're going to have another fucking family. We weren't saying yeah. fucking tomorrow, but we're going to have another family meeting about, like, <laughs> is it just going to be, like, oh, everybody's being mean to you again, like, to our <laughs> oh, mom? Which, I mean, just, I know. what the fuck? And like, kids are such dicks sometimes. And retro, hey, so again, everybody who's, if you have kids, then you, if you have children and you have not called your parents and said, Thank you. Or God and like, you know, just yelled out to the cosmos. Thank you. If they're if you were unable to call them. Yeah. Right. You do it. Yeah. You, you do, do it. it. Do it now. Yeah. Don't be like they never paid attention. Maybe they were actually enjoying some aspect of their life and they were paying attention, but it just wasn't enough. But you selfish children. <laughs> and if you don't have kids, if you don't have kids, please believe me. Oh, my God, you were probably a total dick to your mom. Um, speaking of, of that sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of being a dick to your mom, uh, let's hear a mom have a breakdown. Oh, my God, I have to rant about strangers. Like, I just can't take it. So to fully understand, you need to know that my almost one-year-old and I are both redheads. And we live in Florida where there is a lot of sun and a lot of old people. So pretty much anywhere we go, we're sort of a novelty, and everyone says, oh, redheads, oh, my God, aren't you cute? Oh, she's got your hair. Where'd she get that hair from? Which I usually answer the postman, but whatever. Anyhow, that's fine. I can deal with it. It adds extra time to our day. Whatever. But then they're like, oh, she's got fair skin. You better put some sunscreen on her. No shit. I've been dealing with it for 31 years, stranger who's very tan. I'm sure you know all about sunburn. Guess what? I figured it out. I know to put sunscreen on my daughter and on me, especially now that we've moved here. But good Lord. And like, and they always seem to know when your child needs to sleep. Like today I'm at the grocery store, which is already, you know, hellish with a one-year-old who just started walking and wants to push the cart all over the place. Oh, that's and then the when you worst. get to the checkout, she can't push it anymore. So she's like having a meltdown and getting all the gum out and all that stuff. And she's like, and the checkout lady's like, oh, someone needs a nap. No, ma'am. She just woke up. She just wants to move and you're delaying with it. And then, and then, seriously, she has the nerve to card me for a bottle of wine. I'm 31 fucking years old and I buy wine there on a weekly basis. And you're going to card me while my child is having a breakdown? Okay. No, not helpful. Not helpful. And for once. I just wish people would be, like, helpful and let you go with the bottle of wine or, you know, hand the meat a little further over the meat counter to where you could reach it while you're trying to stop the grocery cart from running away with your child. Instead of just, like, stopping and saying, oh, isn't she cute? I kid you not. These people go get their coworkers and come bring them over and point them out to my daughter, and she is adorable, and I love her, and she is exceptionally cute. But seriously, there's a very fine window that 
you can get in and out of a grocery store with a one-year-old, and I don't need you extending it just so you can look at her. Just be helpful, strangers. Be helpful. And don't be helpful in ways that you think you're being helpful, like putting out the obvious, like, sunscreen. Just be helpful and not annoying. Love the show. Bye. <laughs> I always enjoy the last I love the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the getting carded. Yeah. With that, a baby with yeah, you? Is Who gives so a fucking offensive. shit? Yeah. The chance of you being like, really, the chance of you going to the grocery store yeah. with, your child, with your child under 21. Yeah. And you're under 21? And you're trying to buy one bottle of a wine. One bottle of wine. It's not like you're getting like Strawberry no. Hill or like Boone's Farm or something. It's not like Mad Dog 2020. No. It's not wine coolers. <laughs> it's a bottle of wine, for God's sakes. <laughs> Just let her have it. Let her have the fucking wine. Um, what the fuck? What the fuck? All right. So let's <laughs> let's wrap up. What are our takeaways on this? I feel like we've had quite a few. Some some takeaways more successful than others. I think just that finding time for yourself may involve. Let's let's think out of the box a right. little bit. Let's let's let ourselves be open to all possible ways of doing things that can feel good and give us more energy and, and that help may us have relax. a baby. And, and that may go. include and having that, a baby so and that, not to stress about that. Yeah, so we need to stop stressing about the fact that that baby's coming with us mm-hmm. and that our friends and family who love us and are trying to help us may also just need to accept that that baby is coming sure. with us mm-hmm. uh, in this particular scenario. Two, tying into that, is And I think that this came home a little bit with Lisa, but I think we have a lot of great takeaways from Lisa. But this, once again, the pressure, This where is this pressure coming from that we need to be doing things faster or by ourselves or not with our baby or with our baby? Mm-hmm. Or that whatever the parenting, the parenting hang-up is that you're supposed to be doing, we got to let that pressure go. Mm-hmm. We need to let the pressure go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. The snow doesn't bother me anyway. It doesn't bother me anyway. That's right. Another big one is do what works for you. We come back to this one all the time. Mm -hmm. That ties in again. Yeah. Do what works for you. Yeah. Even if it's not what you thought it was going to be. That's right. Oh, hey, I'm going to try something different. Road less traveled. Yeah. Might be the one that works the best. Mm -hmm. The road less traveled probably lets your child scream the entire way and no one's there to hear and give a a shit. So good. Um, uh, But finally, this is we've we've been getting some. uh, Teresa and I were talking earlier about how surprised we were uh, at some of our listener mail and calls Mm -hmm. uh, where people are like, I. I've always felt this pressure. I've never. I felt very alone. That like no one felt the way about parenting that I feel about like this, like that it wasn't hard for other people, that it wasn't hard for other people and they feel very alone. And then I, you know, I heard your show and and, and I feel less alone. I feel like somebody's speaking my mind. And it is a surprise to us that people feel this way, especially when I I guess I come across people like Lisa, who's saying it on her site and Mm -hmm. renegade mom, you know, Janelle Hanchett says it on her side. It's like, we, we see it kind of everywhere. I, I, so let us just take a moment to remind all of us that you are, in fact, not alone. Yeah. You really are all doing a great job, and it's time to stop doubting yourself. Yeah. It is time to stop second-guessing yourself. And as always, this is true for you if you do not have kids. Mm-hmm. It is time to stop letting the pressures of 
I shouldn't be taking this chance. I shouldn't be making this decision. I, I'm supposed to be following this very specific path. It's too late to go to school. It's too late to like take my to change this parenting technique I'm doing, whatever it is. It is okay. Yeah. No one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the truth. That is our great truth. The only person who needs to care is you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you care, everybody else will sort it out with you. All right? So hang in there. You were all doing a fantastic job. Yes. Teresa? Yeah. You are doing a fan- You are doing a fantastic job. And as always, you are inspirational. Thank you. You are welcome. You inspire me every week. Well, thank you. And you're doing a really great job. Thank you. Lindsay, you are doing a good job. Our lovely sound engineer. We do not tell her enough what a great job yeah, she is Lindsay, doing. Lindsay, you're doing a great she job. She is doing fantastic. Yeah. Everybody have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, buzzer by MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener-supported.